welcome to episode 23 of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast, a podcast all about the history and construction of the city's motorways and expressways. I'm John Hassel. And I'm Stuart Baird. And we're glad to be back with you once again. Just a short time between podcasts uh, this month. Yep, you've um, not had to wait too long to hear our dulcet tones. No, this is true. We hope you're enjoying them still. Uh, mm-hmm. This month we've decided to take just a slightly different course to normal. We yep. do like to bring up different topics and cover Absolutely. different subjects from time to time. Mm-hmm. And this month, one of the things we have been getting asked about quite frequently is why the Glasgow Motorway Archive exists, uh-huh. how it came to be, mm-hmm. what we do, and really what the future has in store Absolutely. for us. So this edition, we're going to focus very much on us and tell yeah. you all about us and it's why like we a, do it. like a meta discussion about us. Exactly. I know, I, I don't know about you, Stuart, but I get lots of questions asked about me, like, oh, how did you get into this? Why? Why are you into that? Yep, absolutely. I get the same quite frequently <laughs> as well. So I think it'll be good to answer some of these points. And in future, we can say, well, if you want to know, listen to Podcast 23. Yep. <laughs> it's all in there. Yep. All you need to know. Yeah. Uh, after that, we're going to answer some more listener questions. We, we only did one last edition, so we'll try and squeeze a few more in this time. They're always fun. Always yeah. fun. And then just a very brief update about, about what we're doing ourselves as well. So, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. John, what about you? Have you been doing anything exciting since the last edition? Not really. Still, uh, still kind of working from home, to be honest with you, with the whole situation. Yeah. What about what about yourself? You're still feeling healthy. Yeah, still still feeling healthy. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully still healthy when this goes goes to I air. When you're listening to this, we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's not joke about okay. these things. Uh, let's not. Uh, yeah. Yep. Still interesting times that that we're in. Um, mm-hmm. We can only see where we where we end up. We'll continue yep. to bring you these podcasts. We, Absolutely. We, gives us some distraction. Right up until the rapture, we'll be we'll be doing these. Podcasts. You can believe it. We will be telling <laughs> you about the M8 right to the bitter. End. Yep. The M8 will be there well after us. Yeah. Anyway, will we? Yeah, let's crack on. I'm start ready to go. Doing what we do best and talking doing all about ourselves. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> go for it. Righty ho, let's do it then. Okay, John. Okay. So. The Glasgow Motorway Archive. Yes, where's the genesis in this? Where did it all begin? Well, because it was not originally Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. No, for, for, there may well be people who are still out there who, who knew us when we were Glasgow's motorways. Yeah, that's right. And Glasgow's motorways is what we were called from about 2010 mm-hmm. to 2016. Yeah. So the first six years that we were on the go. And as awareness of us increased mm-hmm. and people became more more aware of what we were doing, obviously, and, and were interested, yeah. it became clear that the name was just ever so quite slightly confusing to some people. Ambiguity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in that they thought that perhaps we were associated with the motorways in some way professionally yeah. uh, or whatever, or on behalf of the government or mm-hmm. whatever. So the decision was taken at that time to change the name to the Glasgow Motorway Archive. And I remember actually maybe just having <laughs> to drag you just a wee bit kicking and screaming at that time. Well, I, I remember. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't massively consulted on it. I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember it was basically over WhatsApp, you know, Mm-hmm. I've changed the name of the website. This is the new domain. And this is, uh, 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 okay. Uh, and I asked you your rationale. 
And I think, do you know what I think it all came from? You were getting complaints about defects on the system. Yeah. You know, and you were like, well, hold on a minute. You know, as you say, you were thinking that we were some kind of government body. The one that finished me yeah. was when we got the cheeky email mm. complaining about litter on the M80 at Rob <laughs> Royston. Oh, and, uh, and, and I must admit, reading that, I thought, right, okay, enough is enough. Because we had been contemplating a similar thing for a while at that point. Mm. And I thought, you know what, bugger this. <laughs> we're not taking shake for things that are really nothing to do with us uh, okay let's, let's uh, differentiate ourselves quite completely from, yeah. from others that are responsible for these things yeah. and, and that decision was made anyway we should take you all the way back to 2008-9 okay when what became Glasgow's motorways now I just want to say from the John Hassel point of view I was not part of this organisation here so I am I'm going to sit back relax and enjoy the history yeah and enjoy the really enjoyable parts about it you know the bit before john got involved you know you know before my life became a misery the dark Um, ages yeah yeah (laughs) so in 2008 2009 i had a very keen interest in the motorway system in glasgow in general i was studying civil engineering it had been a a long-held interest of mine the M74 completion project was just starting to be constructed after many, many, many years of being dragged through all sorts of inquiries and the like. In addition to that, the M80 was finally under construction, the last section of M80. We had only recently seen the M77 opened. Um, Ock and Kilns had been uh, grade separated a few years before in 2005 yep. the yeah, yep, the that. spark yeah. as we spoke about in the last edition uh, through on the M9 now the M90 had just recently uh, opened so at that point there was actually quite a lot going on in terms of motorways and construction and stuff at that time we were also promised that there would be a Rafe interchange upgrade and an M8 Bailston new house and blah blah blah, blah various other things anyway the Parts that always intrigued me was when you would drive along what we refer to as the north flank of the inner ring road between Cow Cadden's and St George's Cross and you would see that unused stub that goes nowhere mm. or in front of the, the Royal Infirmary yeah. and you would see those two stubs that were supposed to go somewhere south and I would spend a lot of time thinking to myself where were they supposed to go? What was supposed mm. to be there? And of course the ski jumps at the south side of yeah. the Kingston Bridge probably would be Were you thinking of them at like a, a very young age or... Uh... Uh, young... Yeah, ridiculously young enough that I should have been thinking about more exciting things. <laughs> Put it that way. Sheltered um, childhood, right, yeah. Yeah, and always having been interested in the overhead signage in particular mm. as well. Uh, so that kind of drove my interest in it. And and then I, I came across the Sabre website probably in about 2005, and I, mm. I was a member on there from about then, and that started to fill in some of the gaps. But one just, the, just one thing, just jump in and just explain what the heck Sabre oh, is. Oh, sorry, yeah, Sabre for people who don't know, it's a Society for All British Roads Enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's just about the saddest name you can possibly imagine. <laughs> I think uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, well, you know, it's, remi- it's, it's, it's memorable. Young men out there, uh, young women out there, anyone who's looking for a potential partner, if they ask oh, you, yeah. uh, what you what you're, you're, you're into, please don't tell them that you're a member of the Society for All British Roads well, Enthusiasts. You, <laughs> you may find yourself you, single for a while. Uh, I disagree. It's always, it's always <laughs> worked it for me. doors for you, the Women find it very alluring, <laughs> let me tell you that. Yeah. I will say nothing. <laughs> I am saying nothing on that. Uh, well, one day it'll work out for you, man. Don't worry. Well, you don't never worry. know. <laughs> A bachelor for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll say no more on that. Anyway, uh, anyway so 
Johnny Sabre, that started to provide some information in some of the gaps where things were supposed to go. And I remember realising that Glasgow only had half a ring road. Yeah. I remember when I read that. Then I remember reading that there was supposed to be some motorway off up towards Mary Hill, but there'd been very little information on it. A lot of speculation. Sabre's mm-hmm. good on speculation, not a lot Absolutely. of facts. Same with Inner Ring Road mm-hmm. uh, and various other parts of the motorway system. And eventually I learned that there had been a highway plan for Glasgow in 1965. And, you know, the various pieces started to fall into place. So it first started with a lot of intrigue. Yeah, there was a lot of intrigue. Why is but that not, like that? But not mm. a lot yeah, of that. fact. Okay. No definitive information online that said this was supposed to go from here to there and would mm-hmm. be this. There was none of that. There was a lot of people saying, well, did you know that was supposed to go all the way up there and that was going to be M82 yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And you know, you know the usual conversations that, that, that we've had in the Hearsay, past. a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, am, I don't like that. I like mm. hard facts yep. on paper that we can then say, no, this is what was actually yeah, going to happen. That's the engineering, yeah. Yeah. And at that time, I was studying civil engineering as well because I'd gone down that path. Mm. Now, as a side to this, by the time I get to my final year project at yeah. uni, uh, I decide that my topic is going to be the M8 motorway through central Glasgow. Would we build it today? If not, why not? If so, how so? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I researched for a good year and a half looking into various things about why the motorway was built where it was, how it was built, what did they consider? And that research eventually led me to John Cullen, mm-hmm. who, as we've spoken about many times, was a co-author of A Highway Plan for Glasgow and was a key part of the design team who developed the entire Highway Plan for Glasgow and even some of the later schemes as well, like Woodside, yep. Renfrew Motorway Stage 1, etc., etc. We spoke about these things at length. Meeting John allowed me to really turn a page in terms of research and how things were coming along. Now, as part of all the research I had carried out for my for my uh, project, as well as the general interest and intrigue, my initial thought was to produce a book of some sorts. Now, John had produced his book, mm-hmm. The Glasgow Motorways of History, yeah. but that was very much a personal tale from John talking about his involvement and about why certain things were done. Yeah. But it didn't really give that really educational, informative background that I was really wanting to read about the entire proposed system why certain things did happen and why certain things didn't happen yeah and john did encourage me he said you know why don't you produce a book or something like that and initially i thought you know what yeah that's a good idea but it wasn't the right time for that Mm. books publications take a hell of a lot of effort they do yeah and this is the internet age yeah as someone who was firstly an undergraduate student at university Mm -hmm. studying a lot while also working uh, as a as a student civil engineer at that time, uh, on the motorways, I might add, I was very fortunate to get into that. I just simply didn't have the time. And when I graduated, I then started to focus on my career. Yeah. Because that was obviously the most important thing at that time. you got to put bread on the table, sir. Yeah. I get that. Yep. So the, the research behind the scenes continued, obviously. I was still reading about things. John Cullen would share stories and information with me, and I would meet with him very regularly and talk about certain decisions that were made. Why was Loop U at Townhead so... You know, why was the radio so tight in that? Same at St yep. George's Cross. Why does the, the road go off on the right-hand side? Why is so the four asking him here? about all these individual yeah. features that you've noticed. Absolutely. Why does the M77 go around there? Why does the M80 do this? Why didn't the south flank go there? Why did it not go there? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. That went on for years. Or a couple of years. <laughs> Poor John. <laughs> yeah. So 2010 comes along. Mm-hmm. 
and I think, okay, yeah, the book's not going to happen, but I would really like to share some of this information. And I remember being increasingly frustrated, not just by Saber, mm. um, and, and I say that in a very kind way, because I've got, I have a lot of, you know... But you got to remember, yeah, I mean, what, what you're trying to say, and I'll steal the words from your mouth, is that these guys, you know, on Saber... They didn't have the chance to meet John Cullen in the That's way right. that you did. You know, That's they were right. only <laughs> just like you, relying on what they could see online. Now, I know a few of them, you know, they did pop up to Glasgow. They did do some research and look at things. But, you know, they only looked at that in a kind of an overall point of view. Yeah. The other thing that frustrated me immensely and always frustrated John Cullen was that there was almost this attitude from across the UK and, and indeed across the Europe that, that what Glasgow did wasn't particularly important mm. that simply was rubbish mm. it's not true what glasgow did was phenomenal yeah the way it was designed the way it was built and the way it operates bold even far above and beyond anything that any other uk city has in terms of a a, a comprehensive motorway and expressway system mm. and that that's just the 50 percent was built let alone the rest of it and even compared to some of the european options as well some of the official publications that came out including from some very reputable organizations i might add had blatant factual inaccuracies mm-hmm. in them. Uh, and that upset John quite a bit. Of course. You know, so considering his role. Yeah. 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 And, and I must admit, it annoyed me as well. Um, I mean, it was, and there's even some of them perpetuate today that the Renfrew motorway opened in October 1977 when no, it didn't. It opened in September 1976. Yeah, well, now, some would go... Well, any idiot would know that. Yeah, yeah of course. But it's... it's <laughs> It's a responsibility of people, certain organisations, mm. who are official organisations, be it engineering or heritage or whatever, that they should be making sure that the information they have is correct. Mm-hmm. And that's a year, more than a year out. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, that's, that's not right. That shouldn't be the case. No. So all of these things combined made me realise, no, I'm going to have to tackle this myself. I'm going to have <laughs> to do something about this myself. Yeah. At the same kind of time, I became aware that some organisations, be it private companies, even some public sector organisations, were discarding some of their records relating to post-war road construction. Yeah. Now, from about 1959 to 1980, we went through an immense period of construction yeah. of roads and other infrastructure in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Particularly those early 70s. Yeah. yeah. And these records, in my opinion, were important because I've always held the view that in 100 years' time, just as people look back and say, why was that railway built? Who built it? And, and how did it come about? How did, was that road built? My view is that mm. people will look back on roads, whether they're here or not, and say, you know, there used to be a road there. I wish I could find out something about it. And if we allowed all those records to be tossed away, that wouldn't be possible. No. So at the same time, I started to secure these records and make sure they weren't thrown away. Uh, contacting the right people, getting them, getting them handed over officially, basically creating a private archive of roads-related information and transport information. Mm. Now, this all helped because I was able then to use that to develop what then became the website. Yeah. And a website was, at that time, the easiest way of getting information, factual information, mm-hmm. out there to the public. And when was this that you actually this built was the website? mid-2010. So okay. Just okay. About ten years ago now. So I mean, I mean, back then, I mean, we did have social media back then, but not really no. in the form that we have now. I mean, no. but we it wasn't something that you could have utilised no. easily. Not at know. that time. You know. Not so the website, time. as you're saying, was the best way of getting that information. The out website there. was by far the best way of getting that information out there. And I remember starting 
with <laughs> the creation of a number of sort of a headline pages that covered things like the M8 motorway, the M74 motorway history, mm-hmm. wee bit on the highway plan. You know, the sort of main subjects with some brief information with the intention that it would be expanded over time and would eventually become this massive resource of information. But found, obviously, again, that it was a very time-consuming task. Uh, I would do bits when I was able, when I had quieter spells at work or when I didn't have a lot going on, you know, personally, because I still mm-hmm. had a life. I was still studying as well at that point. I was doing a postgraduate course for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there was that as a consideration as well. And uh, information was slow, but it was going up on the website. Mm-hmm. And then I get to two and a half, two years in, and I remember getting a private message from a, a certain individual mm-hmm. uh, on that Sabre website um, okay. asking if I had any information on the Clydeside Expressway, I believe. Right. And I think my answer was not really, um, but that I would be willing to okay. to assist if I could with any research or whatever. And who, what was that individual's name? You know, I, I'm beginning to smirk here, but I mean, I'm I, I think it's coming to me. Devilishly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. That was yours truly. Yeah, that was yeah, you. yeah, that's it. Now, despite some initial promise there, and I thought I was going to maybe get some assistance. <laughs> despite some initial promise. The uh, the contact very quickly dried up. <laughs> and you went quiet for a period of time. <laughs> I was busy. And uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And then a few months later, you got in touch again. And this time you were offering to go to Peasle Library. I had put out a request. I remember putting out a request for any information on the M8 Renfrew Bypass. That's right. You had that up yeah. on the website. Section between Hillington and St. James. Or just slightly west of St. James. And uh, you messaged again and said, look, I would be willing to go to Paisley Library and do a bit of research with would that be helpful? And then there was then there was then that, that the usual passive aggressive dig at the bottom that said, "Yeah, I really enjoy your website, but it would be good if there was more information on there." <laughs> well, you know what to do. <laughs> it was because I, I, um, I, I think I think we're transitioning well into my origins and biography yep. here. Um, just to talk about this point, I mean, I, I, I'd seen your website, Stuart, and I'd actually seen it through Sabre as well because you had it in your signature on your forum posts. Yep, yep. When I had looked fascinating stuff. And um, you had some stuff on there, but everything seemed to be under construction slash coming soon. Yep. And I was always checking it. Yeah. So this is great. This is fantastic. Um, and you did. You, you made some good posts on Sabre, actually, and you shared a lot of good information on that forum. One particular one I remember you saying, I do actually have some videos of the opening of the north flank of the ring road. Yep. And I remember um, private messaging you on there and saying, look, can I see these? And you did. Um, and, you know, it went and I seen your appeal. And, of course, I went down to the library and had a look for you. Yeah. And, and I that was it. And I, and I got all these pictures and everything, and it was such a faff to try and set up that first date with you. But it was, see, it was almost a, it was a bit of a test because <laughs> he, Stuart had to Facebook stalk me first and see that yeah, I was totally normal. Yeah, I had to vet um, you and and make sure that you were you know you were all right in the head and that kind of thing. <laughs> Which and we now know you're not, but you know you put on a good front. Um, so oh we, you so you went to the library you did some searching you, and you, right. you came up with the goods and, and you came back with new information that I hadn't seen before and, mm. and, and you proved that you knew what you were doing and you were genuinely interested yeah, in it and you wanted definitely. to help mm-hmm. and, and then at that point I felt right okay well maybe we should get a, a meet up and, and discuss compare right. notes and things and, and see what we, what we want to see and how we want to see it and, and, and see how it goes and, and as you say we, we then get that first date set up 
which I think was in the <laughs> summer of 2013, June It was, yeah. I met I met Stuart, of, of all places, down at the Wraith, Wraith Interchange. It was uh, at the, the Toby, uh, Carvery, Toby Carvery. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. I was already in there. Uh, I hadn't had any dinner. Um, and I was kind of looking at the menu, just that, that wasn't Carvery. It wasn't that great. And I remember you coming in, clutching all these documents, because yep. you brought stuff with you. Well, yeah, that's right, yep. Highway yep. plan... Greater Glasgow Transportation Study, uh, a few other leaflets and stuff like that. You came in and we had a really good chat. Yeah. And I, I had a tablet computer with me at the time. I think I was showing you some of the, the things that I managed to get from Paisley Library. And you right. were really impressed with that. You were, yeah. you were so happy. Now, most of this stuff, if I remember rightly, going down to Paisley, so before I met you, Stuart, I went in there uh, looking for things on the Renfrew Bypass and motorway. And a majority of it was newspaper cuttings. That's right, yeah. You know, but from that, we were able to summarize dates and, and contractors yeah. and and some photographs and stuff like that that we actually used. Yeah, now up until that point, up until you got that information, all that was online was some speculation on Sabre from one map that had E8M That's on it. right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there were literally there were, there were no photographs. No photos. There was nothing about no that. No opening I mean, date, no construction date, no contractor information, no designer information. Mm -hmm. There was nothing except yeah. other speculation and it was perhaps numbered as 8M yeah. when it opened now we knew that that wasn't the case but as usual we had to get the information to prove that and that's what mm. John and I set out eventually to do yeah. and we did and you know it was a, it was the start of a partnership that has endured has, has perpetuated yes yeah. yeah, so that's why that's why we're here yeah so yeah and it's and I remember you spoke about that website that you had I remember that original website that you had on things and as I yeah. say it was all under construction it yeah. was all showing you what could be and things were coming soon and stuff so that was what i was set to work to i remember the Clydeside express was something i was particularly interested in and i think somehow you ended up or, or i ended up one of us got an electronic version of the opening booklet you found it on some forums i, fa I found it online which kind of kick-started the the research into skyscraper it. city or something it like that. it was something like that and i looked into it got more information and eventually was able to come up with a page for Clydeside expressway yep. and my original text that i wrote is still on that page that page still exists that page still exists yeah. so go onto the website it's one of our most popular pages yeah the Clydeside expressway right. so and one of the most one of the most rewarding things about what we do yeah. through our own interest in the subject and the ongoing research is that we continue to find new sources of information do. that complements the information that yeah. we've already provided. You say compliments, but sometimes, I mean, we don't always get it right, Stuart. I mean, sometimes we, we look at things and we get, we get a date from something and then yep. we look at something else and we're like, oh, hold on a minute, that's not right. Or we have, a, we have photos that make other photos better. That's right. Yeah. And, and we will always be the first to update the information yep. that we have and share that because as we get more, mm. that helps us build a bigger picture. Yep. Now, when John and I met back in 2013, at that time, I might have seen one or two of the original opening booklets, mm. but we certainly didn't own any. No. Now we own probably just about every opening booklet there is for any we of do, the any yeah, schemes or, or Glasgow Motorway Some of the ones that, that we've, it's yeah. quite funny, some of the ones that are missing. Yeah. We we looked into it and we found explicitly, like Belsall Bypass, for yeah. example, that there was never an opening booklet. Yeah. So we were chasing after something that wasn't there. I think the only one that we don't actually own is the M73 opening booklet. But we've seen it and we've got no, a, a we've high resolution copy of it. We've had we've had a pause on it. That's yeah. the main thing. You know, so I think we have actually seen it. And that's that's what's rewarding about this kind it, of interest. It is. It you know, is. that's what keeps you going. It's that desire, that drive to continue to find new find information. More. Oh, we haven't had that. Yeah, exactly. 
that's what's kept us going. Mm. Now, the website has continued to evolve. It's been through three separate redesigns yeah. to try to make it as accessible as possible to people. Uh, the information on it has grew massively, particularly in the last three years, mm-hmm. where we were able to flesh out our inner ring road series of pages. The North Flank page is currently undergoing that. You'll have seen my West Flank page that went live a few months ago yeah. with the new images. It's really in. good. I'm glad yeah. that we finally got round to doing that. I mean, in the last three years, we've probably acquired something in the region of 15,000 new photographs and slides of construction of various parts of the Glasgow Motorway system. Now, five years ago, we never had any of that. We had one or two photos that were typically of poor quality that were scanned from poor documents. Yeah. Now we or, have or photographs of yeah. newspapers. Now, I mean, recently, the Townhead page is a good example, the North Flank page. There was two very grainy images on that original article. Mm. I was able to replace those images like for like, but with brand new, crisp, high-resolution versions thanks to some of the donations that we've had in the last year or That's so. That's right. You know, and that is so many photos on that new North Flank yeah. page that we've got now. So yeah. go over there and have a look. It's, it's brilliant. Such a good thing for us to yeah. for us to be able to do. Now, thinking about you and your involvement. Yeah. How how did you get interested in the subject? Because you've mm-hmm. said that you were you were on Sabre and you saw me on Neighbor. How how did you come to find Sabre? Well, it it all it all started from a really quite a young age for me. Uh, Stuart, as my my dad actually worked away quite a lot on business trips. Uh, used to go away in the summer. My mum used to work, so uh, you know, being a been quite a young kid, uh, and I remember being at least six or seven years old. I wasn't wasn't able to kind of just be left there. Yeah. Uh, for these months, so my dad just used to uh, plonk me shotgun in the car and take me along with him. And th- you got to remember, this was the early mid nineteen nineties. That I mean, there was no sat nav. No. So I had a road atlas plonked on my lap, and he was like, "Right, the blue lines are motorways. The green ones are all-purpose A roads. Those numbers there are the junctions, and we got to go from here to here. Yeah. And you've got to show me where to go and what to do. So we'll take this. We'll take this A nine, M eighty, blah 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 blah, M seventy four, M six. You know. So I, I, it, it, my background uh, is from mapping. Yeah, I love maps. Yeah, uh, I've always been able to spend a lot of time, actually, just sitting there with a road atlas, just looking re- at reading it and going, "Oh, look at that! Oh, they've done that bypass. They've done that." And there. that's something that the Glasgow Motorway books and plans and things are very good with. Yeah, always lots of maps, lots yep. of good detail. You, it's easy to mm. r- really quickly identify where they are and what they're, yeah. what they're proposing to that's build right. something. And, and I know that appealed to you. No, it, no, it did. So the, the the mapping side of things, but also there is a Glasgow aspect of it. And so not many people know I, I'm not actually from Glasgow. You can probably tell by the accent. Uh, I come from the northeast of Scotland. I come from Elgin. You know, uh, but why do you have that accent? <laughs> My parents have that accent, but you know that's where I'm from. Yeah. But I did visit Glasgow uh, back in the early 1990s to go to what was the old Transport Museum, and Can I have home? yeah, that's right. And I remember being on that section coming in on the M80 which was only very recently opened then yeah steps bypass and coming in and then coming off at St George's Cross yeah and i remember the the road system i have clear memories in my head of this crazy as i thought of it at the time urban motorway system i just not used to this i come from a part of scotland where they don't even have dual carriageways they don't even have traffic lights you know, and then suddenly I've got this screaming dual four-lane road, yep. you know, uh, with gantries overhead and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yep. Um, 
and you know as i got more into mapping uh, i didn't visit glasgow massively in my teens or anything but um i seen the motorway system from a mapping point of view yeah i seen certainly that that was unusual mm-hmm. because there weren't many motorways that went through cities in the uk and i became fascinated in that point so when i came down to glasgow i wasn't actually driving at the time yeah but i remember that m74 extension being constructed yeah and yeah. i was always interested in road schemes you know that were going up and down the country i mean when you live in the northeast of scotland you're very keen to see road improvements trust me oh yeah you know so that i've, I've always kept up to date with it i found saber found you and uh yeah that's that's my life now well, that, that was kind of a turning point for the for the for the Glasgow motorways thing at that mm. point as it was in 2013 when, when I finally had someone to work with that's right I, rem- I remember you saying to me uh, on our first date uh, you said um, listen uh, it's so good to finally download all of this onto someone who's <laughs> who, who's got a keen interest yeah. in this and I, I was I was fascinated yeah so, um, so you know that I, I do remember that to be honest with you, because up until that point, I mean, yeah, you spoke to John, yeah, about it, but you you hadn't really come across somebody else. I, I continued to have regular meetings with John uh, mm. every month, uh, every few weeks, all mm. the way through the years, um, and then you and I and met from twenty thirteen. That's right. Uh, that really ramped up progress on, on mm-hmm. what we were doing so the website was able to grow a bit quicker. You would do yep. your share of articles, I would do mine. You would do some research. I would do mine. We then met other people. I remember you and I going to several meetings with people who had worked for Holfords, the architects. Yeah, that's right. Um, we also met, we'd met a couple of engineers as well. We, mm-hmm. we, we found new sources. You went to uh, one of the high schools in East Renfrewshire. I remember those Eaglesham. So yeah, Eaglesham, and they found all those records there. So yeah. now we, we do, I mean, we do quite a lot of things together, but we do split up occasionally yeah. and go and see, yeah. see different people. And, and yeah. that more or less continued, just the two of us working together until 2017. Mm. Uh, when we met the basically the person who became the third member mm. of the group who that was Wojciech, who yeah. who doesn't really feature on the podcast, he's not a big fan of speaking on mic, but, but he uh, is an incredibly important part yeah. of of the archive, uh, and he has Wojciech's got incredible knowledge, especially of some of the things outside of Glasgow and uh, the town planning aspect. He came into that through that, really, yeah. didn't he? And he had some interest in... Big, big interest in transport in general, yeah. you know. So, so that and that was through to, social media. That was through social media, um, because that's, we should make that point. Then mm. Twitter came along in 2012, Yeah. Um, although I only had a, a small presence on there until you kind of came on the scene, and we, we developed Twitter that's right. there slowly We found that first. was the best way to reach yep. people, wasn't it? And that's continued to grow up to the, the 6,000 followers that we have now. Yep. You launched the Facebook page in 2016. That's right, yeah. And uh, that's grown quite considerably. We've got just about 5,000 followers on there now. Mm-hmm. So so these two channels allowed us to do things that were It's an instant different. reach to people. And uh, a lot of people, I think, who follow and look at us on social media probably don't visit the website. No. And, uh, you know, in a, a part of me... Is, uh, yeah, that's a shame because yeah. all the information's there, but also it's a sign of the times. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And the, the social media allows us to get some of the high-profile information and images out there quickly mm. and in a way that's very accessible to people who maybe don't have a real detailed interest or knowledge no, uh, you know, of the of Do you the know, we, we have picked up a lot of interest in this subject, not because people are just like us, yeah. sure, and they're interested in urban motorism, but they're interested in the social history aspect that's of right. Glasgow. Yeah. Or the cars, you know, Wojciech is particularly into his class 
classic cars. And it's quite yeah. funny. We share these images yeah. on social media. We go, I remember when it was like that. My house was just over there, and I love that. Yeah, I genuinely love that. Different people, people that. see different things. Some people I, see the old houses. Some people see the old cars. Some people see the old signs. Everybody has their own take. And it's fa- it's oh, actually really good. And yeah. it's meant that we've been able to connect with such a wide audience of people. Yeah. And no no, no criticism of Sabre here at all. Sabre is a specialised interest in society in looking at roads. And I know they have a little bit of a presence on social media. Yeah. But we've been able to capture such a large audience. We are the just most with- successful roads history enthusiast site. Yeah, uh, heritage engineering heritage. Whatever site, you want to call it. Whatever eh? you want to call us <laughs> in the UK on social media. Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah, I mean, we we, we probably should give a shout out to um, you know some other folk who who do this. There's a chap in Northern Ireland. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Is it Wesley? Wesley Johnston. Wesley Johnston, uh, who does one about the Belfast urban motorways. Yep. Fascinating. He's really good to check out um, and stuff like that. But yeah, we, you're right, Stuart. We have so many followers and so many people yeah. who are really, really interested in it. We have really forged our own path in terms of the way that we as an organisation have developed mm. and increased exposure and awareness of what we do and of the subject. We didn't follow some guide that had been set up by some other group or copied someone else. We really come up with our own way of doing things. Yeah, and did. I think that's what makes us stand out, to be honest, uh, from others. Yeah. Uh, because we do our own thing and we do it very well. Yeah, and we know the well, subject, and we I, know the area. I hope so. I so well. Um, to be honest, to be let, let the numbers, uh, yeah, let the numbers speak themselves. So, S- sorry, you. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you. what's what's the next chapter? I mean, we we we've, we've spoken about us. Right. So the next chapter then was so twenty seventeen comes along. Wojciech mm. joins us. Uh, yep. That adds a third person into the loop. That allows the research and things to to, to grow a bit more. Mm-hmm. Wojciech had some crucial contacts as a planner in that field and in that interest that enabled us to meet a number of people, influential people in the archive sector and at government level mm. that allowed us to open doors and access other opportunities. So yeah. we were able to become members of the Archive Records Association. We met people at Historic Environment Scotland and we mm. know through talking on these podcasts what that He's has been a good conduit. Yeah. We made better contact with Glasgow City Archives and a number of other people so that as an organisation we reached a stage where we decided that we needed to formalise and actually become a proper organization with a proper name and a proper constitution yeah. and that finally happened in early 2019 mm. where we became the glasgow motorway history archive as a proper unincorporated association with the aims of becoming an unincorporated charity going forward yeah we have the largest private collection of roads related archives in scotland yeah without a doubt our archives are unique in the sense that most of them were owned by private individuals mm-hmm. engineers taking photos when they were on the site yeah. private companies who've handed the material over so we don't duplicate and we don't try and compete with Glasgow City Archives who have the, the official construction photos we don't try and compete with Historic Environment Scotland who have similar but they also have official records like roads orders and that sort of thing we don't compete with these guys, they have their place and we have ours mm-hmm. and I think that's that's key to it and that's allowed us through our talks and other things that we do yeah. to get the information out there, new information one of the things that I, and, I, and I'm chairman of the Glasgow Motorway History Archive Association, John's secretary, mm-hmm. and there are other members as well. Wojciech's treasurer. Yeah, we have 10 members now in total, and a couple mm-hmm. of volunteers, uh, or a volunteer, uh, who's helping us with various things. You know, so we've grown quite a bit. And one of the things that I am absolutely keen on and sure about is that any images that we share in social media mm-hmm. are ours. 
Not. Yeah, no, you're right because it's been quite disappointing. We've have had situations where people have, have taken these yeah. and even trying to pass them off for their own Absolutely. work. Like, wait, yeah. wait, what? So <laughs> yeah, no, you go to Project Glasgow, Lost Glasgow, Skyscraper City, any of these groups online, you will mm. see photographs that are other people's photos that have been reshared, sometimes correctly, sometimes incorrectly. Mm. On the Glasgow Motorway Archive, any image that you see is ours. Yeah. Typically owned by us. If it's not, we will clarify that. Yeah, no. On exactly. the whole, the images are ours. And, uh, Copyright acknowledged. Yeah, and that is what makes us stand out mm -hmm. against some others. Now there were some other developments along the way. As I said, we've got up to ten members now. There's, there's obviously Nick as well, who's been who's been involved. Yeah. But um, there's, there's also been this 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 podcast. The podcast. I was just coming to that. Uh, that was another. <laughs> that was another. Didn't want you thing. to forget about no. that. <clears throat> uh, that was that we started in 2018. Uh, that was your suggestion. We were talking about ways that we could try and engage the audience in new and in, in different ways. Uh, right, to complement yeah. the social media, mm -hmm. and you suggested podcasts. Now, I had no knowledge of podcasting mm. at that time. I didn't listen you, to podcasts. You, you weren't overly keen. No, I, I wasn't. Mean, I remember, I mean, this is funny. I mean, we're on a podcast talking about the podcast. I remember suggesting it to you. I don't. I think you were aware of what they were, but you weren't a, a listener of no, podcasts. No, I really wasn't. You? I mean, no. I was at the time, and I thought, this is brilliant. This yeah. is exactly what you want to listen to in the car. You know, and maybe people don't have the time to sit and listen to a uh, you know, sorry, sit and read a website. Yeah. Maybe they just want to sit and listen. That's right. Know, for, and for the first and last time, John was absolutely right. And uh, <laughs> it's the uh, first and last. It's, well, that's my career over. You know, <laughs> you know the, the other reason why I really wanted to do these podcasts is it lets us come away from the text, come away from all the officialdom. Uh, and and give her opinions sometimes and just talk and sometimes i mean Stuart, we have some great conversations where we just talk candidly yeah about things and we go back and forth and we and we get a level of interaction with the questions that come in uh that provide insights that you would not normally get from the articles yeah as a group we have more knowledge about the scottish motorway system and transport system than anyone else and, and if you're not very afraid, bold yeah, statement we're not afraid to admit that we believe that we know mm. that's true and, and we're more than happy to come on here and share that knowledge yeah. and we bring in experts as you've as you've known people yeah. have, people have come yeah. on to back up our assumptions you know that, that that's the other thing i always had that from the start that we would get people on yeah. and we've had nick you yeah. know who works in the police yeah. you know we've had we've had a few people who had traffic engineers yeah. we've had two traffic engineers on here yeah. we've had a, mm -hmm. you know Wojciech who's a planner yeah and things like that and i'm hoping we will have some some more guests we, so, have, we have more lined up uh, we have more future, lined up yeah. and um you know once once the dust settles with everything but uh, and it also gives a good platform to have some opposing viewpoints about yeah. things as well so the focus for us going forward thinking about the mm. future our focus has changed just ever so slightly because of the, the vast archives that we've built up yeah we then realized that actually yeah it's great we've got this stuff but if we're going to share it we need to digitize it and, and that will secure it for the future as well. Yeah. So so we've now realised that we actually have quite a vast undertaking uh, in terms of cataloging and digitisation to do. Vast, daunting. Yeah, yeah it, it is <laughs> in some regards, it is daunting. So this is the thing that we're going to do with our quarantine time, you know, is, is just uh, try and get through as much of this. Yeah, obviously you know? there's a lot of slides and things that we've mm. spoken about before. Uh, we, we are obviously still hopeful that we can get all that done professionally with some of the donations we've had have allowed some progress on that already uh, so we're you know we're keen to get that done we're keen to get other stuff done because then we can share it both online mm. uh, and on social media uh, the, the, the intention is going forward that we will have a new website an educational resource that's accessible to everybody that will be interactive that will be mobile friendly uh, you know that that's our ultimate 
goal and ambition. Mm. Uh, it had been hoped it would be able to achieve that during 2020, but I think given recent events and the way well, things have gone, that's probably the, going to be delayed the, the, the problem is with websites uh, in general is they're actually... Um, the blooming hard to make. Yeah, uh, you know, you get a lot of these website builders and stuff like that. But with the fact that the Flash is is going old hat and yeah. things like that, it's actually something you need a lot of expertise with. Yeah, it's not something that we really have expertise. No, and in. if there are any web developers or web designers listening, and and you'd be willing to get come involved, and rescue us, yes, please come and rescue us because <laughs> we have been using a, a sort of a Flash based service for the last ten years. The yeah. whole time that website is ex- existing, we need something mobile friendly. Yeah, don't we, we, we really do. So that's times. very much the future. In terms of other things we've done, I mean, goodness, we what had the exhibition. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. Some of the way, the other ways we've interacted with the public. I mean, we've yeah. had doors open days, yeah, which, which is has a been huge fantastic. thing. For us. We've been doing talks. Yeah, I love talks. Yeah, I do because you know it gets us your, uh, it gets another level of interaction. Yep. We get some fantastic questions. Yep. At these as well. So we've done some great to talks. Meet people and the exhibition contacts there as well. Yeah, exhibition was very well received mm. last summer. Uh, doors open days was as well. There'll be more of that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we, obviously, if, if we if we do become an unincorporated charity, we might be able to do more things as well. That maybe help with some of the fundraising and things yeah. like that. So do you know what the big problem is, though, Stuart? Is, is we we've often said this whenever we've been talking about funding is um, you've got a full time job. Mm-hmm. You're very very busy and very committed to that job. I'm the same. Yeah. We also have our lives. Yeah, I don't think that's something we said, is the fact that everything that we do is voluntary. It is, and we've got to try and find time with it. I mean, in an ideal world, I mean, if we win those Euro millions, yeah. then we could just sit here and yeah, do this. Yeah, just do that forever. And, we, and, and uh, the content would be amazing. But, yeah. you know, unfortunately, it's it's something we've got to find our spare time for. You that's know? Right. And that's that's the only thing that really actually annoys me about this. Yeah. You know, is I always feel like there's other stuff I've got to do before I do the things I want to do, which is sit here and do podcasts or do things for the website. And I, and I feel like you don't get me at my best, you know? That's unfortunately the case with these things. And, and, yeah. and, and I'm the same, unfortunately. But I think we do, you know, we put enough we in. Try. We, yeah, we, we, we do. We, we get, try. Yeah. And do you know, thank you to everyone who really listens to this and, and reads the website and gives us positive comments. It, is, is, it really does mean a lot. Yeah. And volunteers you know? are always welcome. Uh, you know anybody with particular skills, particular web designers, graphic designers, uh, sound editors, <laughs> anything. Oh yeah, we need them for some of the tunes on here. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> anybody who has any skills and things yeah. like that, who would be willing to help us out, please get in get touch. It. We would appreciate that. Uh, but I think we have a long and successful future ahead of we us. We do. I hope. We do. Yeah. I'm going to ask you uh, a question here. Sometimes we 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 talk about this off air. Yeah. Do you ever worry? You know that this is, you know, this is a historical subject, Stuart. And we're always looking at the past. We do look at some future stuff, but we generally, with the archive, look at the past. Do you ever worry we'll, we'll one day we'll we'll run out of things to talk about? No, I don't. I don't think that'll happen, to be honest, because people are still talking about railway lines to mm. two hundred years after they were. Built. There's always more people to be educated. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Right. There's more more people coming to go. Oh, this is the first time I've heard of it, and you're in episode fifty. Yeah, I mean we've got, we've got what six thousand followers on Twitter. I won't yeah. be happy until that's sixty thousand. <laughs> you know and that's that's the thing the is what kind is another question i have for you you know all this work that we've done and i don't know if you see yourself as a philanthropist at all but do you do you think that you have given a more positive image of the motorway system in glasgow i like to or th- is it maybe a more negative image that you've I mean, you've certainly spoken no. about it in a, in a positive. Well, what are people's feelings uh, probably now that you've you've put this information out? There? Anyone who cares enough about it 
yeah. as a thing will probably have had a negative viewpoint of it to start with. Right. Right? Um, I think what we have done has been, you know, it really has been to challenge the assumptions of mm. people. Again, there was a lot of assumptions and a lot of theories and a lot of speculation. One out of there the about ones things. I always heard about this is before I met you, before I even went Saber, was um, that the the M8 through Glasgow was widely seen as a disaster. Yeah, and that would be because of its construction and and, and disruption. Uh, during construction, it would be the last motorway ever to be constructed through a city yeah. for that reason. And we've got considerable evidence that backs up some of the benefits that the city yeah. has reaped as, mm-hmm. as a result of the, of the motorway. Now, some people are never going to be convinced that the motorway was a good thing. Yeah, Urban motorways of any kind are, go- are always going to have negative impacts on the mm. immediate vicinity. There's no denying that. That's why mm-hmm. we don't build them routinely. You know, yeah. there's always they're, gonna... they're kind of yeah. a big deal. So yeah. I think <laughs> what we've tried to do is, think, yeah. you know, we have balanced fairly the negatives versus the positives Mm -hmm. but crucially allow people to make up their own minds with facts one thing i cannot abide is Uh fake news it's disinformation disinformation inaccurate information particularly in journals and books and things that people assume are correct yeah and we have come across that as someone who is very keen on researching academia and education and all these things that really irritates me and if there's one thing that we will always be it's as accurate as we can realistically hope to be and where we can't be 100% sure that something we are saying is correct we will always state that we do have some doubts about the exact detail or whatever we will never just pass something off as fact unless we know 100% that it's true. Yeah. Uh, and again, and the same comes down to talking about the motorways in general, but why certain decisions were made. But what really irritates me when people say to us, we get silly comments on social media from people that say, motorway through a city centre, that's criminal. The people yeah. who've done that should be locked up or should have been this, that, or the next thing. Yeah. We've known many of those men and, and, that, and, that and women to make those who were decisions. involved and yeah. who made those, this, those decisions and there was mm. no criminality of any kind no. involved in that. Their decisions were driven purely on facts and on the, what they were asked to do and you, you that. put it very well Stuart where we were at a talk uh the start of doors open days and there was somebody there at the talk who did make a point similar to this as, as, as he described the system as a kind of a, a you know a kind of uh, urban vandalism and he said it was a terrible thing and you you put it so in such a way you said Put yourself in the thinking of the time, yeah. of the problems that grip the city. Yeah, you know, and I, I know we're not going to go too into that as part of the podcast, but you're, it was you know. easy in 1945 to look mm. back to 1938 and say, oh, if only we had done it that way, there yeah. would have been no Second World War. Unfortunately, it's called the benefit of hindsight. That's right, yeah. and mm. we have to put ourselves in the context of 1960, when most of the city was in slum condition and people were living in squalor and rats mm. the size of cats were running about the street. Mm-hmm. And we put up pictures of old dilapidated tenements, yeah. and more people are going, "Oh, that's terrible! They were pulling them down." Put yourselves in the position of the people who lived there at that time. Yeah, at that time, who were living in squalid conditions. Yeah, who were being promised nice new houses and things like that. Mm. Okay, now we can look back and see that most of the satellite housing schemes weren't entirely successful either. However, at that time, Nobody was making these decisions knowing that they were not going to work out or they were going to be wrong. No. If we didn't this was a things, bright new future. Yeah, this if, was it, space age. If we didn't make you know? decisions because we weren't sure if they were going to work, we would never get anything done. Yeah, and, and, and that kind of as a, it brings me on to a point that worries me now yeah. is we're not perhaps as 
forward thinking or progressive as no. we maybe were not as bold as we once were and a final point for me <laughs> on this in relation to the archive and the things that we say and the yeah. reasons we do it I am still of the opinion that mm. the engineers and the planners and the councillors who were involved in the decision making around in the motorway system and the highway plan and all these things were making the decisions the best decisions that they felt were there to be made at that time mm-hmm. whether they were right or wrong in hindsight yeah. At the time, they were being made for genuine reasons because these guys wanted to drive the city forward, move mm-hmm. it away from the horrible conditions of the past as they saw yeah. towards, as you said, this bright new future. That was the 1960s in general. Yeah. And what we do is we provide information on that and on the outcomes of the project being built and how they did it. And they went far above and beyond what they needed to do at that time, as no, we've said many did. times about yeah. depressing the motorway through Charing Cross mm-hmm. and the like. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're here. We're here to, to challenge assumptions and challenge disinformation and all these things. But tell the story. Exactly. Tell you the know, story tell, in an enjoyable way. Yeah. An accessible way for people. Absolutely. Because again, young people in particular, people who have only ever known the motorway in their life, and that's me, that's John, mm-hmm. and we've only ever known the city with the motorways there. That's right. Young people are the same. And we get so many queries from young people. Why students. is that way the yeah. way it is? And, and, and we, before we were here... There was very few sources of information that people could, yeah. you know, could use. I think that the thing is that, you know, the kind of brutalist start architecture does get kind of a bad reputation yeah. and the motorway gets bundled in with that. It does. As they do, yeah. they think, oh, in the 60s, you just swept everything aside. But it's, yeah. it's going back to your point. Well, actually, there was a rationale behind yeah. what they were doing. So, you know, so um, and then everybody, even people who don't drive yeah. or don't use it, still feel the benefits yeah. of that. So where, where the Glasgow, that's a good point to sum up on. Where the Glasgow's motorways thing started way back in 2010 as an enthusiast yeah. website, mm-hmm. what it is now is an engineering and social history heritage group. I would, I would say that's a very catchy term for it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is what we know are. We're not yeah, enthusiasts. Yeah. We're, we're using factual information to yeah. tell a story. And educate people. Yeah. Of all but ages. I, I'm, don't, don't get me wrong. I am enthusiastic yeah. about learning more about that. And there is always still more to learn. Because you and, would and need stuff. to be to, to volunteer and, and put the time you aside that you do of for it. So that's, do, yeah. that's understandable. So hopefully that's given people a bit of an insight as to, to why we're here, where we've came from, what we do. Mm-hmm. And about what our ambitions and goals are for the future. Yeah. I, I mean, podcast-wise, they've been hugely successful. We're they certainly have. going to continue. Are we, are we going to go back to, to regular, normal programming for our next one and I pick a so. route and talk yeah. all about it? I think so. I Glasgow think so. or otherwise. Yep. Please let us know what you think. Yes. You know, the last two podcasts, well, we've had one that's been outside of Glasgow. Yep. You remember doing the, the M90? Oh, the M90, yes. That was fun. That was an enjoyable podcast. Fun memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had this kind of, uh, what I what I like to call a bit of a meta discussion about where we are and how we came to be. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, now, I said at the start, we would squeeze in a couple of listener questions. I think we really should do that this week. Have we got yeah. time? Yeah, we've got time. Let's just bring ah, up some music here. Bring it up, all right. Let's fade up. You know, I love having some music behind the question <laughs> session. This is a new thing. Adds to the, uh, right. adds to like... the general feel of it. I just wonder, uh, you uh, you put me on the spot here again this uh, this time, Stuart? No, the, the one thing I should say, that we did have a question on Twitter um, mm. from, from Murphy, Murphy Glasgow. Is this one recently in? Uh, no, this, this was uh, this was a couple of weeks back. I, and Murphy had said, can you please do uh, a talk on the unbuilt Paisley Expressway sometime? Uh, he, he shared a section of the map oh, and he's got some queries here. Right, I'm seeing yeah, the screen. I think we might well look into the Paisley Expressway in the next edition or two uh, we'll have a look we'll see if we can do some research on that That's basically that ran from the M77 all the way out to Paisley via what I think is the Paisley Canal line 
yeah. line, which at that time was closed, and they, they suggested a route along. They yeah. opened that back up in the 90s, didn't they? Obviously didn't go all the way to Eldersley, um, so it was using the old railway line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, that was all we had on Twitter. Uh, back to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, One of our regulars, of, maybe? Yeah. I, what did we have? So we had Aidan McGee. Mm-hmm was telling us about the the Monkland Canal. Uh, someone, John Quinn, had asked about where the Monkland Canal had gone. Uh, before we got a chance to answer in the podcast, uh, Aidan McGee had come in and explained that it was actually buried beneath the motorway in two pipes. So I think we've spoken about that a few we, times we, we have, but Aidan saves us the, the hassle there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we then got another question uh, on Facebook from Michael McCulloch, who was asking about something. He said something he'd noticed was that uh, road surfaces don't seem to last as long as they used yeah. to and again before we actually get a chance to, to answer the podcast <laughs> Ian McNabb who actually supplied us with a lot of information who yep. had worked for Strathclyde Regional Council and who is a roads engineer had come in with an absolutely stunning response I'm hoping you're going to read this out yeah so what I'm going to do is I'm going to okay. read the question first and I'm going to give you Ian's response just to give you some background <laughs> okay, okay? So, Ian will do it a lot better than we try to do yeah, I'm sure absolutely so yeah. what was said here hello there just something I've noticed over the years how come the old road surfaces done years ago with white stones can still be seen and in good condition but newer surfaces end up with potholes and are cracked etc etc et so okay. Ian comes in and says polished stone value tests mm-hmm. failed granite chips from being used as a surface dressing okay many argued that they helped visibility on, on unlit roads in particular because they twinkle you, in the headlights and you stuff to, you were telling me this on the yeah. weekend yeah 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 uh, but others obviously felt that there was a skid resistance issue there mm-hmm. potential so that's why they've kind of fallen out of favour as for the potholes uh, Ian says here uh, you will note most sorry John mm-hmm. shaking the table here in front of me <laughs> just keeping you awake just keeping me awake yeah yep. uh, that's uh, so he said here, this is because, in his view and Ian's view, contractors are left to supervise their own work. Yep, absolutely right. Too many mm-hmm. contractors left to do their own thing these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, no external checkup. At the joints, bitumen sealant should be poured between and along before the next tip is laid. Now, you never see that getting done now. No. What they do is they wait for it all to go down and then they pour the sealant on top. But Ian makes yeah. the point that that's not right because then that allows a gap. He says the theory here is that pouring before the next rip allows the new hot material to seal the joint with the bitumen running into the more porous edge of the previous rip. Mm-hmm. He says here, I recently saw this being done correctly <laughs> in the Silverburn car park. First time we'd seen it for years. As yeah. you can imagine, any porosity at the joints allows water in and the pumping action of wheels over the joint causes disintegration. <laughs> Other potholes happen due to poor workmanship or too cold material being laid. I love now, who uses too cold material, <laughs> I wonder? Well, unfortunately, everyone. You pick it up at two in the afternoon and you yeah. put it down at three in the morning. I love this guy. Yeah. What did you say his name was? Ian McNabb. We need to get Ian McNabb in here. Yep. We get so many questions about road maintenance and potholes and stuff like that. Well, and I, I'm not sure what Ian McNabb's background is, well, but I'm Ian, sure he's, he seems to be far more educated than I am on these things. Ian was the guy who supplied us with the copy of Strathclyde Region's film for Wellborn to Poneal on the MC4, yeah. that film. Ian worked on that scheme and a number well, of others at Strathclyde Road. Get him in. Get the, yeah. get the spare chair out. Get into the garage. Ian, yeah. you heard it here first. John wants to bring you in to get some questions. What if you're happy guy. to do yeah, that, no, 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 no. He's going to teach me loads. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh boy. That, right, that, so that got my heart racing. Have we got any more? 
Uh, no, to be honest, they, they all kind of overlapped into various things like that. Ian right. did also say that the granite chips went out in the 70s. Mm. Uh, so any granite chip road now still around was supervised by a roads inspector. <laughs> he says, arrest my case. He's absolutely right. We shared that post as well to, to make sure other people saw it because it's uh, it's good information. It really is. The stuff he's doing our jobs for us. Yeah. We're not just followed by enthusiasts, we're followed by real experts. You know, it helps back need, up some I of the things that we say. job. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Absolutely right. Okay. Right. Uh, in terms of the archive, what, are we doing anything else exciting this month? Not really. It's still very quiet. Uh, for us. A lot has been cancelled, sadly. Yeah. You know, so uh, we don't. We, do you know the sad thing is we actually don't know. No. Uh, nothing. Nothing further forward from from where we are before. Yeah, you know? it's all a bit sad at the moment, but uh, hopefully things will pick up no, no, by the time we're do doing you know the next what, podcast. Sure, we still have each other. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> What can yeah. I say? Lucky me. I know. Lucky me. Yeah. Anything else you want to add this month? Nothing this, this month. I'm, I'm just, yeah, this has been a really good one. I've enjoyed having this discussion. I've wanted to do this podcast for a while where we just speak about how it all came to be. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. There's always tons to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always good. No um, well, on that uh, happy note, happy I think it's note. time for us to round up once again. And as always, we say... Thank you for joining us this month on the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we haven't really spoken about any Glasgow motorways for the last couple of editions now, but we will come back to that. Yeah, next we kind of have this week, but we will, regular programming will come back. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you visit the website, glasgows-motorways.org.uk, where that, that still exists, as we've <laughs> spoken all the way through here. You can find all our previous podcasts on there and tons of articles, photos, facts, and figures, and learn all about all sorts of aspects of the Glasgow Motorway system on there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or at Podbean to make sure you never miss a show, because you wouldn't want that. Uh, while you're at it, be sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here, be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the daily fix. Yeah, that's right. You will see regular updates on all of our social media channels. Uh, as I said last edition, we do all take turns on that, and we do have different slants in the way we put things yeah. out there, so I hope you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, that is all for this episode. Episode 24 will be along probably in the next week or two. Yeah. We, we're going to keep them close together, so we'll stay keep tuned. it a surprise what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And we'll be back with that. Some more exciting topics on the way for sure. And we hope to see you there. Yeah. So, from me, it's goodbye for now. And goodbye from me. Thank you for listening. See you soon. See ya.